0: I've been replaced by a topless Stevie Palilo. Is, is this what we've come to? Ciao ragazzi and welcome to another edition of Serious Sit Down World Football Index's podcast of Calcio Told Like It Is. I'm Frank Crivello. He's Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard.
1: Ciao, Frank. How are we doing on this Tuesday night? It's uh, it
0: we're doing good, man. It's getting cold though. Um.
1: Oh yeah, you're just, up in the north, way up north. Hey. Eh? Yeah, we're not
0: way up north. Uh, More north but, than I am. Yeah, yeah, technically speaking. Uh, we had pre- we had, uh, my son's soccer practice in 38 degree weather tonight. It was good times.
1: Oh, man. So That's, that's a cold. That's a cold one. Uh, I remember playing soccer in those kind of temperatures. It's uh not fun when you get tackled and hit the ground, but you know, or kick the ball sometimes.
0: Well, and my son got kicked out a lot tonight. Um <laughs> it was kind of weird, but um yeah, it was uh it was, you know, one of the things that I learned quickly when you coach uh, young kids uh, training in a training in 38 degree weather, you just keep them moving. Everything small sided games and they're just and you just keep them running. No lines, no, no drills, no nothing. Just put them into game activity and yep, uh, yep, and, and, and let them have at it. So not more north than our friend uh, Stevie over there at Milan Weekly Podcast. Uh, ciao, Stevie, Good to see you checking in.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh, Montreal's a little bit more north than you. Uh, yep. Certainly more north than I am. So
0: for sure. <laughs> yep. So the great white, the great white north up there. Um, great, uh, great maple syrup. Uh, you get a nice, uh, nice bottle of Molsons. Uh, a <laughs> little bit of back, a little bit of back bacon. You're good. Absolutely. Um, Anthony. Ciao. Good to see you.
1: Ciao, Anthony.
0: I'm on the uh, local product as always. River Westine today. Uh is just drinking water or unless that's just vodka. Neat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'll be, it'll be some kind of party if it's just water, <laughs> it'll just be you at the end of the show. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, um, another wild week in city. Ah, this is where you come for the goals. 41 of them again. Um, boring, boring city. Right. Uh, <laughs> we had, uh, so we're going to go through all of the games. We're going to go through what happened in each game. Um, we're going to uh, break down what happened in Champions League today. Missed opportunity for Inter. Atalanta having to recover should they have had to. Uh, and then uh, preview what it will be. A Ronaldo-less uh, Juventus against Messi's Barcelona on Wednesday, um, among other uh, things that we've got in front of us here for the week. So, uh, And then, of course, you know what everybody really hangs out for. Who won Calcio Twitter? Uh, time to go through the Calcio tweets that made us laugh uh definitely didn't make us think um <laughs> uh and uh and pick a winner out of uh the batch that we have uh, selected from there's some pretty good ones this week some pretty quick good shout out to
1: Milan club Montreal they're in the house tonight obviously well represented <laughs> I see with uh Anthony and uh Stevie so uh ciao boys
0: great stuff good to see you guys uh and, uh, we need to get more, you know, we need to get some more of the, uh, we, we, we get, uh, we get inter supporters in here. We get Napoli supporters in here. We get, we get the occasional Juve guy, Cagliari with, with George. Um, we need to get, uh, we, we, I'd like to try to hit every club if we can, yeah. uh, yeah. in the chat before the season over, is over with. That's the goal. You know, we get some Spezia, we get some Udinese, we get some, some, well, well, you're Crotoni. So we got that covered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Jersey
1: back there?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> is it back
1: there? No, no, they got no? Fiorentina and Milan back there.
0: All right, all right. You got Fiorentina. Speaking of Fiorentina, did you see what Comiso said about Iaquini? He said I'll sack him after uh, all the teams
1: below me sack their managers. <laughs> I didn't see that, but uh, he's not that far from the bottom. I mean, that's I don't know. That's whether whether he was joking or not. I don't know if Yakini wants to hear that. Uh, talk but about he, keeping
0: the talk about keeping the faith, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right, yeah. Well, uh, let's just jump into it. Um, Another great uh, and entertaining uh, match week, match week five here in Serie A in the books. Um, But it began on Friday with Sassuolo playing host to Torino. And I I knew damn well this game wasn't going to let me down. This was appointment television uh, for me. Um, uh, Sassuolo and Torino again. Uh, this finished 3-3, a very, you know, a first half that still had a lot of incident. There were 15 shots. Uh, Stasuolo having a lot of the possession, but it would be Torino getting on the score sheet in the 33rd minute. It was Carolinetti scoring um, on an assist from Mergen Voivoda. Voivoda seems to be a bit of a find here for Giampalo, uh at that right fullback position, getting forward, getting some crosses, and getting Torino on the board against the run of play with a 1-0 lead um it stays that way 60 60th minute uh ditzerbi has seen enough uh Mir mulder comes in for khan Ihan. boga comes in for maxim lopez Barabia comes in for uh raspadori and some of those decisions pay off it would be philip Juricic uh scoring in the 71st minute juricic, juricic was amazing in this game by the way very um awesome. very good performance for him um Uh, A curious substitution just minutes after that when Giampaolo brought on uh, Nkolu in for uh, Simone Verdi. I thought Verdi was pretty influential with getting crosses, with uh, dictating some things, especially in the counterattacking situation. Um, It almost felt like Giampaolo was very happy to just try to survive on the point and try to add an extra defender uh, to absorb all the pressure that they're dealing with. And Giampalo actually would look good because it would be Andrea Belotti going the other way and making it 2-1. Andrea Belotti doing what he does when he plays Sassuolo and that score on them. Um, usually more spectacular goals than this one, but this counts just the same. Tonight, going ahead 2-1. They get another counterattack just two minutes later. and It'll be Sasa Lukic, a guy that I tipped to do really well in this game. Um, and he can just the position that he was in and with the pace that he can – he can give you just coming around the forwards. And this was a perfect example. Uh, Bilotti plays him through uh, and Lukic makes it 3-1 in the 79th minute. Um, but hold on to your hats. 84th minute, my call for goal of the week. Vlad Cittich is from distance, an absolute blast. Upper left corner of the goal. Not going to be many uh, better than that over the course of the season. That might be uh, on the rack for goal of the year. Um Plenty of season left and a hell of a lot more goals trying to get scored, though. Uh, but 3-2 there. Uh, and then just a minute later, Domenico Berardi uh, serves one in for Francesco Caputo. Uh, a headed goal. Ciccio scoring again. That it, it counts and everything. 3-3. Three, three, this ends up uh, being as a final. 34 shots total in this game, Richard. 72% possession from Sassuolo, so clearly Torino going after it on the break. They had 10 on target, so Concili very important in this game with seven saves. Um, Sassuolo and Torino, when they get together, they usually don't fail to disappoint, do they?
1: No, they do not. Uh, and, and Anthony says uh, he misses Caputo on his Fanta Calcio, and that's a big mistake because that Caputo scoring goals like crazy. Uh, yeah, these two teams, when they hook up together, uh, they score a lot of goals. Uh, obviously, you know Sassuolo is going to score goals. They're going to get their fair share. They're going to give up some as well. Uh, Torino, whenever they play uh, Sassuolo, it seems like they have they finally figure out how to find the back of the net. Uh, and it's always fun between these two. And this was a, certainly uh, an entertaining three three game. Sometimes they're some, some, sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're not. This is certainly a fun one. And you know, no matter what time this game would have started, this is a game you want to wake up for. Like you said, set the appointment, set the clocks, get ready for it, uh, and get your abacus out because lots of goals are going to happen. And we saw six in this one. So uh, fun stuff as always. Yeah,
0: Torino, again, Belotti on the score sheet again against us. Well, he just loves playing them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, entertaining game. Uh, other things that stood out, because I watched a, a fair amount of this game, Boga getting back, uh, obviously. Great to see. Um, great to see from him. Uh, just some curious decisions, I thought, from uh, Giampalo to get and Nkolo out there and to try to – it looked like he was trying to go to a three-man defense – he brought off Voivoda at some point. I think a lot of that had to do with him getting a yellow card and then, yeah. you know, being in a pretty compromising position, having to defend Boga. Um, you know, so that was more of a, a precautious stance that maybe Gianpaolo took. But yeah. uh, you know, this is Sassuolo, and I mean, how many points have they gotten this season just from playing from behind? Um, yeah. And and it's helping to preserve their their charge and their stay. Uh, at the top of the table, they fell to third after all the weekend's games ended. But man, three game—you know, five games played. Um, if you want to be entertained, just see a Sassuolo game because there's been 25 goals in the five games they played. 16 scored by them, nine conceded by them.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's certainly fun uh, with them, and uh, you know, under Deserbi they're really coming around. They're really uh, scoring more than they're giving up. You know, they were very fun bad at one point, but now they're 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 just fun. Uh, and at times uh, we've seen the season where they've gone down, you know, through uh, through lapses and and and, and whatever, uh, and they find ways to come back. And that's, that's a sign of a good team. Um, can they keep this up to all season long? Can they keep a European spot? Time will tell. But uh, at the moment they're doing all the right things. They're showing a lot of fight. Uh, despite it doesn't matter if they're down one goal, two goals, or whatever, they're finding ways to come back. And that's important, I think, uh, not only for – uh, confidence for for the manager but also just for the team in general and and knowing that they can come back in any situation and uh, uh, look out. I mean the more confidence they, they get, uh, it's gonna be dangerous for the teams that are that are in the bubble spots, uh, for those European spots.
0: Torino's a candidate for our new fun bad team, but I think Benevento uh, is is just yeah. ahead of them right now. Yeah. Uh you know for that for that title. So Torino's just it,
1: bad and occasionally
0: good. Yep. Yep. So so uh Saturday morning began with Atalanta playing host to Sampdoria and all of a sudden look out for the Sampdoria team they are very much improved um and uh they also have the most goals called back from VAR yeah absolutely they do yeah. i think that Caputo Caputo has uh, like 10 goals called back this year it seems like Yeah what what which game was against Spezia he should have had four Yeah he um, had three called
1: back and the one at the end
0: Yeah and uh, I think it was a game You know, was it Inter where they had a bunch of goals called back uh, during the restart? Oh, yeah, yeah. Restarted portion of the 2019 2020 season. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, was definitely crazy. Um, Atalanta and um, Sampdoria, uh, Atalanta on Operation Champions League. When you take a look at some of the players that broke into this lineup Palomino, uh, Sutalo, uh, DePauli, Mojica, Uh, and Lammers, uh, Ilicic getting a chance to start and play a full 90, um, which was interesting to see. Uh, Taking on a Sampdoria side that, uh, like I said, watch out for these guys. They are improving uh, under Claudio Ranieri, and they have personnel that they did not have before, you know, we were making predictions. Uh, This is a much more dangerous Sampdoria side, uh, you know, than we were initially looking at. Um, And uh, Ranieri seems like he's starting to get something going here. Uh, Evidenced by a first half that, uh, you know, Atalanta controlled two thirds of the possession, 11 shots, three on target. But Sampdoria on the counter, uh, shooting five times, getting uh, three on target, uh, including a uh, Fabio Quagliarella on the break in the 13th minute played in by Mikael Damsgaard. One uh, nil to Sampdoria. Uh, he would get a penalty in the 45th minute that Sportiello would save. Um, and this would put Sampdoria ahead by a goal to nil. Uh, halftime, uh, Gasparini saw enough, and here comes the Cavalry. Zapata in for Lammers, Toloy in for Sutalo, and Gozens in for Mojica, uh, trying to put some pressure, but it didn't work. 59th minute, Morton Thorsby played in by Jakub Jankto yeah. uh, to make it two goals to nil. Um, Gasps still wasn't happy after that. Hattabor in for Depauli, Malinowski in for Daron and now it was uh try and fight and survive if you're if you're Sampdoria at that point and that's exactly what they did uh Duván Zapata would get in a penalty in the 80th minute after a VAR review uh it was a fair penalty it was a fair decision it was a
1: fair call i agree about that it was it was tight but i mean i, I saw a penalty for sure
0: Sampdoria's under siege the rest of the way um Kate Balde comes on as a substitute. He came on in the 66th minute and he sets up Jacob Bianco for the goal that would put it away and give Sampdoria a shock three, one win uh, in Bergamo. Um, we take a look at this, Richard. I mean, Ranieri can set t- his team up to, to go at you. He can set his team up to absorb and hit you on the break. He's pretty versatile. Um, and, he's got much better personnel at Sampdoria. I mean, this is this is something uh that you know, a couple of problems, a couple of issues for Atalanta, obviously the completely changed lineup and we've seen but using players that have definitely proven themselves at this level. Um but now you have uh some uh, you know, a Sampdoria team that is definitely much more put together. Uh you know, than they've been over the course of the past year. You know, I'm not claiming Sampdoria as a team that's going to finish top four or, or top six or anything like that. Um, but the start that they're off to, they're seventh. Yep. They're scoring goals. Quali is getting back among the goals. And he's getting service. And I think that this team was so devoid of service over the course of the last 18 months. So much, yeah. Um, you know, now you're getting Domsgard doing some things. Algelo, we talked about last week. Yankto's starting to round back into form. You get Cake Balde coming in off the bench. Gaston Ramirez, when he gets his act together can be can be very very useful for this team uh I I really like what Ranieri has set up here at Sampdoria he's got this team playing well
1: he, he absolutely does Um uh, it you know it looks like I, that bet that I made with Jerry about uh which general Genovese club is going to do well this season looks like he's going to win that bet which I guess is fine with me because I can swear it by a quality della jersey or something like that but there you um, go <laughs> look at the bright side right uh, but yeah no this this team is much different than wh- what we thought going into the season uh they're actually playing well as sabdoria english tweeted out that they're the the champions league killers uh, beating both lazio and then now um uh, atalanta uh impressive performances i mean the tinkerman's doing it again it seems like uh, obviously it's still early in the season but i mean some great results to start the season in the first five games uh, you know, right now, Sampdoria is what sitting there, they're sitting pretty pretty. Seventh place, they're tied with Juventus and Atalanta in points for the season. I mean, yeah, that's it's it's crazy. It's so it's far too early. But I mean, some of those guys you mentioned that are stepping up. Uh Domsgar, I mean, he looks like a fine too. And I mean, yep. all these players, Thornsby's getting Thornsby's getting a goal. And and the main I think the main thing I took from this that I that I was saying this last week, too, Quali is back. He's getting service, like you said, which is so important, but he looks like he's 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 rejuvenated again. last year looked so difficult, not getting any service, couldn't even get any goals, you know. And just a couple years ago, he just you know he was he scored like twenty some goals. So it's it's uh, it's just a big change for Sampdoria, and it's good for for them. It's good for the city. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna be really putting my eye on this team you know, as the season goes on, because you know if they can keep this momentum up, that's gonna be a, a huge surprise that nobody expected uh, outside of Sampdoria. So um kudos to kudos to ranieri again uh excellent job so far against some really good clubs and uh yeah let's see if they can keep it up and it's three straight wins
0: scoring eight goals and conceding only two um and against fiorentina lazio and atalanta i mean so it's not like they're you know <laughs> you know yeah. not like they're playing and i mean at fiorentina and then hosting lazio and then at, at atalanta you would have thought okay maybe a point out of those three you yes. know, under previous form. You know, Anthony's asking, will Samp be able to sustain this form?
1: Million dollar question I, right there.
0: I mean, you're not, I mean, constantly winning every time you step out on the pitch. No, uh, obviously not. And they won the Coppa Italia game today against Salernitana. Um, has to be said there. They won one yep. nil. Um, but they are now set up to, they can make it difficult on the big boys are they going to win every time out? No, they're not going to say, this is, this is not sustainable. They're, they're going to come back into the real world a little bit, but this is not a team that's a a relegation struggler anymore. We said, you know, back at the, back during our preview that we thought that both Ligurian club, both of these Ligurian clubs, uh, Sampdoria and Genoa were in a lot of trouble and, and one, if not both could go down, um, you know, but, the ship has definitely been righted. Uh, Ferrero looks like a very happy owner right now, too.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. And when he's happy, uh, <laughs> when he's happy, it's a win for all of us because yeah. some wonderful things are, are spoken by him. And, and his
1: uh, facial reactions and stuff. Yes,
0: yes. So, um, I, I
1: think it could be very well, very much like Hellas last year in the sense that they're going to make it difficult mm-hmm. for people to have some surprise wins like they have already. Uh, and Hellas was able to... Mm-hmm you know, keep that for their whole season long, that momentum going. And maybe that's what some can do is make it competitive, make it difficult. Like you said, Um, can they be, you know, giant killers all season long? I doubt it, but you know, can they be competitive all season? Absolutely. If they can ride this momentum, you know, confidence is a funny thing and uh, good confidence like this can ride for a long time and builds guys momentum. Um, And yeah, I would not be surprised if they were, they sustained the competitiveness throughout the season or at least for the first half of the season. Um, yeah, I agree and, about the winning streaks. So I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, mid table's fair. Upper mid, upper mid part of the table is very fair for them. Um, yeah. You know, the, they might still yet creep into an eighth or a ninth position before this is all done. It's not out of the question. But yeah. I mean, it's very reasonable to think that this is an upper mid table team. You know, and a team that's definitely going to be safe. And you know, I mean, Antonio Cantoreva hasn't totally gotten his hands around this yet either. Um, you know, so they're they're doing this without it, which you know there was a lot of buzz about his signing um you know but uh but it's what it is but uh yeah Sampdoria Atalanta it's one of those that you chalk it up i mean they on another day they win yeah with what they did and with what they produced it was just one of those days for them
1: happens a lot. it's happened a lot more lately huh oh well
0: do you get concerned about their defending though i mean uh the nature with which they're conceding goals i mean even in yeah. the champions league today the goal they gave up to uh, Traori. I mean, these seem to be the kind of goals that they're allowing that, you know, their center backs switching off just enough, um, you know, to bring, you know, to bring forwards into the play and give them the chances to finish. I, I had a big criticism on Palomino on on the first goal by Qualiorella, not even anywhere close to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I, I think the defending from Atalanta has just been relatively shocking. And if they're going to put a dent in some of these things, top four, Champions League, all of this other stuff, I mean, the rate they're going, there's going to be a lot of four, three, five, three kind of games that they're going to have to win if the defending continues like this.
1: I mean, the whole adage is what defense wins championships, right? And yeah. not to necessarily go for championships, but to to do well in all these competitions, you need to play some kind of defense. And at the moment, they're not. They're kind of giving it by the yeah. wayside. And it seems like they're you know at the moment trying to focus on one competition in particular, the Champions League. Um, even though it didn't go well today uh, but yeah it's worrisome and I want I, and if they don't start turning around here by you know end of November I'm starting to get worried here because that's gonna be a sign that a team that not, they can score goals sure but they can't stop the goals and they're gonna be coming back to fun bad that we used to now that's what, how this whole thing started is with Atalanta being fun bad and that's not where they want to be because yes they cannot score many teams but that's not it's not sustainable to uh, success. Uh, for a long period of time so they need to figure it out quick because you know once they you know, if, if they progress in champions league if they progress copitalia and and are, are trying to aim for the top four or even you know top spot if you don't play defense you're gonna get you're gonna lose because a lot of these teams can't play defense and if you can't score you can't stop anybody that's a recipe for disaster
0: 12 goals conceded so far through the first five games that is joint third worst with cagliari only spezia and crotoni have conceded more So, uh, you know, at least, you know, through the first five games, and you want to talk about rates, Torino have given up 11 through four. So they're going to fall once they, if they can play a fifth game, that game with, I think it was one with Genoa that got, well, maybe they'll blank Genoa, who knows. Uh, Atalanta banking that they can continue outscoring their opponents. It's looking that way. Um, you know, there were, there were spells when they were going on this stream run where they just completely dominated everybody that they played and they didn't concede much. Yep. So but this is pretty alarming. Um, you know, and not a good sign for Ledea as they, as they go forward. Rolling. Inter was, yep. Inter was at Genoa and, um, uh, three words, uh, when it comes to Christian Eriksson, it's not working. <laughs> Yeah. He's yeah, terrible. No. He's, he's terrible for me. He just doesn't. It's a it's a square. If there's a square peg in a round hole, it's him.
1: And anyone watches this game, uh, two words, bore fest. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's Eriksson is a big problem with that. Like, you know, Antonio Conte cannot figure out where to put him in that lineup. And it's not working, as you said.
0: Yep. First half, uh, Inter dominated possession, got five shots, got nothing on target. Uh, Genoa couldn't even get a sniff of the goal. It was, I mean, Inter just toyed with them practically. And, Conte saw enough and pulled po- and, and Erickson after 58 minutes, brought on Nicolo Barella. Um, Good move. Uh, and also brought on Hakimi for Parisic, and then that started creating some pressure, and then, lo and behold, just six minutes later, Nicolo Borella provides the ball for Romelu Lukaku, my pick for Capo Cananieri. Um, He's got five through five games. If we go to the Romelu Lukaku tracker, he's on pace for 38, which would break the record. There's only a, a certain 39-year-old that's ahead of him right now. Um, which we'll get to which we'll get to later. Uh, 15 minutes later, it would be an unlikely source and an unlikely provider. Andre Renocchia, probably the only assist he's ever gotten in his life at this level. Um, it's assisting Danilo D'Ambrogio, making it two goals to nil. Inter definitely put a lot more pressure on Genoa in the second half. Come yeah. away, Come I mean, they were, th- they were just a better team.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it just, it took them 60 minutes to get it going. It took, getting the shape back to something more customary where you get Hakimi involved, you get, uh, you know, Barella doing the things that he does, uh, you know, and having his influence. And and all of a sudden, the thing looks a lot different and Inter go on and win the match.
1: Yeah, uh, the Dishreks, I mean, uh, Inter, excuse me. Uh, they look a lot different when... Uh, yeah, tablecloth tablecloth, mm-hmm. FC. tablecloth, tablecloth FC. Tablecloth uh, FC. No, they, they look like a different team, obviously with Barella in there because there's, there's almost an immediate impact there. But Lukaku this season, I think it's just... Is, uh, you picked him for Capuconi, and for good reason. I mean, he, especially since he's lost that weight, he's become more dynamic as a striker. Um, he can obviously run now with any, he can run his good pace now. He's still he's got more silky with the ball, uh, and he's still got the finishing power. And so um, he's really dragging this team along for especially those matches like this one where it's a little bit difficult for them. It took them sixty minutes to get into this game, um, and I think without him, without him in like those in like Champions League games, they're without. And so. Once the rest of the team catches up with him, maybe not Erickson necessarily, but uh, once the rest of them catch up with him, I think the team's gonna be nice in a nice place. But can they get to that point? Um, Conte keeps tinkering with the lineups, and they're not, they're not haven't found anything just yet. I mean, I think we've seen Alexis has been Alexis Sanchez has been really good for them over the last couple of seasons. Uh, Barella is obviously starting to be coming to his own now, and why he didn't start this game? Maybe he was just trying to rest him after after the last week. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a little worried to me, worrisome to me right now. How it's this little rough patch that Inter's going through. Um, I guess it's better than happening at the end of the season, like they normally do.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, still, there's teams that they should put away and they're not. Uh, yep. In general, would have been one I expected like six goals from them. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Lukaku, you know what amazes me about him? I can't remember the last time he was last time he was fouled. Like, do you notice that w- w- he, he's too he strong? Almost- he almost never gets fouled because how do you how do you foul a guy who's just a rock <laughs> i mean he you can't you know you're trying to get around to get when he's when he's got his back to you you're trying to get around you can't get around him to get to the ball you kick at him he won't he can just he he absorbs it you know it's um it's astonishing to me i don't yeah. think that schachter fouled him in this game either he, he might have gotten tripped once but uh you know in the champions league game but Genoa didn't even foul him you know you wonder it's like how how do you foul somebody with that kind of you know? And then when he runs, he runs with power, and he's do you, how do you how do you bring him down? And
1: like Adriana you know, said, the freight train. I mean, you can't bring him down. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that was one of the things that I just kind of noticed as you watch Lukaku play. Is this one of those, it's astonishing because you see forwards absorb a ton of punishment, you know, and get fouled, and some go down a little bit easier, and some you know you know take the foul and get right back up and play. I just never see Lukaku getting fouled. It's 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 odd to me. Um, the difference between
1: like him and say like a Duvan Zapata or like a uh, even Cristiano Ronaldo to an extent. Um, yeah, Lukaku is just so much stronger than they are. They they they're, they're going to get fouled. They're going to go down. But mm-hmm. he just like he's a big bulky strong man. And he's not going to go down easily. And you're yeah. really going to have to do something you know dangerous or something a yellow card or a red card to get him down because he's he's good on the ball and he, and he can hold it off and lay it off to Arturo or whomever else is running along. So um yeah he's he's playing excellent at the, at the last season and a half with that 34 goals last year and he's already off to five I mean he's great start for him for sure
2: yeah
0: for sure
1: um Lazio and Bologna what a curious game this was
0: um mm-hmm. Bologna Bologna has to feel aggrieved to not have come away with a point yeah um 2-1 to Lazio uh not, no scoring until the second half Luis Alberto in the 54th minute and then it was uh Ciro, from Fares in the 76th minute Fares is going to prove to be a, a a nice signing for them.
1: I think so. I think so for sure.
0: Um, You know, he's off to a really good start. Lorenzo Di Silvestri um, getting the um, consolation there for Bologna, but really shouldn't have even been a consolation with all the chances that they had in this game. You would have tipped him to get another one. Um, Lazio. Now we've seen this, uh, you know, you know, is it worrying that it's, it's an opportunistic Lazio. It's not necessarily a Lazio that's winning with dominance, winning with controlling matches and things like that. Uh, this you, you talk about, you know, Sampdoria. It's going to be tough to sustain. Going to be tough for Lazio to sustain winning like this.
1: It is, but I think it could be good for them because last year they they're scoring so many goals, putting teams away early mm-hmm. in the games, and and not making it close. That they, you know, when it came down crunch time, when they had to the fight they didn't have that experience. Right. And so now at least if they're fighting with it, fighting in these games, yes, it's not looking pretty, but they're finding ways to win. That can go a long way. I think, um, obviously you have to win the games. You can't go and lose like the Sampdoria like they did the other week. Um, but this, you know, this like in a game where Bologna is not an easy team they, they, on their day, they can beat anybody. Um, and they, they had some difficulties and they found a way to win and, and hold on. Uh, I think it'll go a long way. Well, I don't like it and I, I don't know how the Laziale feel about it, but, um, I'd rather for them for their benefit I think to be in these games where they're fighting and finding ways to win as opposed to just blowing teams out and not facing that that adversity that they need to uh progress as a team and you know, as opposed to just scoring goals for fun and and hope that they can blow out everybody. Uh,
0: Bologna have to I mean they're, they're, you look at the Bologna side of this a win, five, played 5 lost 4. Yep. Only 8 goals which when you've got the collection of talent, I it's criminal to me that Palacio is starting over Musabero. Um, I think that you're much more dynamic if you have him in there with the, uh, trio behind him if you can play Soriano and Sansone and Orsolini. That's much more dynamic to me. Um, I think Santander is a striker that can get stuck in the mud a lot. Uh, you want him to be a good hold-up, link-up kind of guy, um, but it just it looks awkward with him. I mean, and I think when you see guys like Zapata and Lukaku, who are very fluid, um, you know, at, at, at those certain things, and then to an extent, Ibrahimovic, um, you know, and then you come back and you see this is what Bologna has for an answer to that, and it just it looks awkward. It kind of looks clumsy, even. Palacio, what is he as a striker right now? because he's I think he's too he's not built for that kind of style of play, you know, and he doesn't have the pace to be able to run off and deal with these services. Palacio is going to have to score by his experience and by being clever
1: and yep. in,
0: in getting into good box positions. and I, he doesn't even do that well. Um, you know, you have a guy far more dynamic in a Musa that I think you put him up top in front of that attacking three when they did it last season. it looked beautiful um i'm surprised that mihailovich is is sticking with palacio as his striker um talk about them i think that you know it goes without saying i think they're the biggest underachievers so far this season
1: they are and and it's it's head scratching to me why you know sometimes these managers that there's a guy that they just have have something against and they're not starting for whatever reason no no we're not seeing the practices so we don't know but to us and to many people, Musabaro seems like the, the the guy who should be starting every game. Like you said, we've seen when he play w- when he has played with him, when he has started with him, he he helps create so much, not only with goals but also with the assists as well, and 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 creating chances here and there. Palacio, like you said, he's more suited for coming off the bench and getting that late goal, getting you know being in there, finding the, using his 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 intelligence, his experience to get those like goals, odd goals, and not not everyone's going to get. That's when you bring him in. He's not going to be a ninety-minute guy. He, he's not Ibrahimovic. You know, to start a whole ninety minutes and and be effective in that whole time. Um, So it's it's head scratching to me, and I you know I, 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 I kind of want to reach out to the Sempre Bologna or, or look look at more about this case because I'm curious why they're not starting Musabaro. It, yeah. it does seem odd to me because we said when he first signed with them, we're like this is the piece that they may need with striker because they have the midfielders. They just need a striker. Mm-hmm. And we thought that was a piece, but he's not playing for whatever reason consistently. I don't know if it's injury or what, but uh, that's a little worrying to me. And I think that has a lot to do with him underachieving because uh, this team is a decent team. They're probably a mid-table team if you look with their talent. Um, but for, yeah, for whatever reason, they just can't do it. And the eight goals that you said, and I think um, most of those goals are just poaches, poaching goals by you know um, by our man Palacio. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like to see some more uh, dynamism with their forward, and I think Barrow is the only guy in that roster that can provide it. So yeah. um, so we'll have to see. Uh, Sunday morning, the last of my batch, uh, if you woke up, you were entertained. Um, Cagliari and Crotone, a 4-2 final for Cagliari, another team that's uh, starting to get it going under their new boss. Uh, uh, two straight wins now for EDF after a, a slow start out of the blocks. Um, it would be... Uh, Crotone getting on the score sheet first, though. Uh, Junior Messias. Am I pronouncing that right?
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, assisted by uh, Arkadiusz Rech- Rechka. Uh, or Reca, Um Putting Crotoni ahead by a goal to nil. It would be uh, 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 Charlampos uh in the 25th minute, equalizing Giovanni Simeone scoring again, uh, this time in the 35th. Yeah. Uh, Assisted by Joel Pedro. Uh, Salvatore Molina equalizing in the 43rd. But just before halftime, a guy that uh, Francesco Porzio was high on in our preview, Ricardo Sotil, um, uh, played in by Gabriele Zappa in the 45th. 3-2, very entertaining. First half... Um, you would think the game would have taken a downturn after Luca Cigarini was sent off uh, apparently Luca Cigarini didn't want to play nice against his former team uh got a second yellow got sent off because uh the possession was honestly uh, shockingly even for a Crotone that was down to 10 men but you you got what you were going to expect from Cali in that in that moment in that Second half, they had 13 shots and they had five on target. So it was counterattack city from them. They would ultimately get the goal. It would be Joao Pedro in the 84th minute, um, and uh, that sealed the deal. Um, a A game that the red card, when you look at how both of these teams approached this game, killed it uh, because Crotone was very much in this game, uh, creating chances. They only got three shots in the second half um despite the possession that they were able to to get they had much more purpose with them in the first half but they ended up playing with a lot more caution Cagliari ends up taking advantage starts pressing starts winning in certain areas and be able to produce chances off of it um a uh, 4-2 win for uh the Sardinians and uh two Two, two wins in a row. It might be Torino and Crotone who are both sitting around the bottom right now, but EDF has to start winning somewhere to get this thing going, and and these are all confidence builders for them.
1: Oh, absolutely, and uh, what a game to do it. Obviously, uh, to get that many goals is always nice, and, and Simeone scoring goals now. We knew Pedro, yeah, Pedro was going to score goals, but uh, to have Simeone contributing now is big for them to have two goal scorers. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a really good thing for Cagliari. Obviously, they're at home. They play well, but um, like you said, EDF needs these confidence boosters. The team needs these bo- you know, confidence boosters. And um, this is a game that they should win. And they did, uh, you know, last season we found, they found ways to lose these types of game. And so this season they're, they're around in the corner and it's off to a good start and they need to continue that, uh, that, that good start last year. They had a good start and faded terribly. And uh, they can't, they can't afford to do that. So I think the way that they're set up at the moment, they, it's, it's, it'll breed success. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's uh it, it's been good stuff so far, and I think the, for me the best thing has been Simeone, you know, contributing as well as Joe Pedro, because we know Pedro's in scores goals.
0: Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, um, Crotone has conceded the most goals in Serie A so far. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, they, they, when they open the season conceding four to Genoa, it's going to tell you the story of what they're about. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you look at this team. Um, I haven't even. I mean, Luperto. Help me out here. Was Luperto with Napoli? Was that the guy, Sebastiano Luperto? Was he?
1: He might have been. Was he the?
0: Uh, was he, he was the? Was he was he Albiol's replacement or Koulibaly's replacement for a period under uh, under Carlo Ancelotti? Um, because that's where he his name have been raised the yeah. bell.
1: Yeah, he might have been briefly.
0: Yeah, you know, and ordinary. I mean, he was decent in this game, but you got guys like Vladimir Golomich and Lescandro Magalan, who I don't have the first clue. What they can do. And again, I'm looking at it when you talk about Genoa, you know, I'm looking at another team and when I look at guys, who who would I take, you know, probably Simi, but he wouldn't start, Um, you know, uh, this, this Messias is got some promise to him, but it's all about what's going on with them defensively and it doesn't look good.
1: No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, and to Simi's point of view, Simi's point, he had a had nice play in the in the game where he nearly scored. Had a beautiful first touch and, yeah. and got him open. But other than that, I mean, yeah, he needs to do a little bit more. He has you know, he tends to score. It seems only against Juventus. <laughs> it seems like, but um, yeah, it's uh, they need more contributions for this team. They're at the moment they're flirting with. It seems like they're a relegation type team. Um, they have some talent. They have enough Syria veterans that they could. Um, you know, get them out of it. But at the moment, they're not playing like it at all. Uh, and the amount of goals is given up. It's, it says, everything says this is relegation team. Yeah. Everything that comes out of this is relegation team. And it's not good for them. Giving, I mean, four goals to Genoa, to Genoa, who's probably going to get relegated this year. Uh, yeah. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. Not pretty at all. So take it away with the other half of the fixtures. Yeah, so uh, first game up, it's uh, Benevento hosting Napoli. Uh, it would be the Insigne brothers in this one, uh, one for each team. Uh, and it would actually be the younger one, Roberto Insigne, get, opening the scoring in the thirtieth minute, uh, getting a nice goal, a nice, uh, nice momentum for him to be you know the scorer uh, against you know Napoli. A uh, very touching moment there. Uh, that lead would last about thirty minutes or so, and then his older brother got into the action, uh, scored a goal, the week candidate, a beautiful left-footed shot, top corner made a 1-1 at that point, and uh, just seven minutes later, the fat man joined the party. Andrea Petagna gets a goal, uh, makes it 2-1. That's all the goals that they would need. Uh, Napoli would get the win 2-1. Um, first off, uh, the Roberto Insigne scoring against Napoli, scoring against his brother's team, uh, touching moment for him. Uh, what? Uh, how, how, how did you feel when you saw that go in? Um. Yeah, I mean when I, the Insignia boys
0: each scoring in this game was uh was yeah. was was fun to see, you know. Um it's not often you see siblings in the same game scoring. I mean it's 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 extremely rare. So, yeah. Yeah. it was a probably it was a proud moment for him, a chance, to, you know, with his with his brother the family watching and all that other stuff and so c- certainly a lot of sentiment to it. So, uh well done for him.
1: So we gotta say the older brother got the better of the two goals. Uh what a oh, rocket yeah. of a left-footed shot. I mean it a weak foot. I mean, poof, beautiful shot by Lorenzo. Uh and then pies for everybody, Pataya. Yeah. Uh contributes pies to for, everybody. for everybody. It's been for a while since we've been able to say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been in hiding apparently, you know, down at um uh um, I don't know where he was at Spa, Spa. So uh, they yeah, were no, it, they were they were paying him in pies. Yeah, I was I, I thought when I heard that he was going to come on, I thought it was going to be for Osiman, and it wasn't. Uh, to see them both play together, and you know, though Osiman didn't get a goal or anything, um, he could draw away some of the defenders to free up Patania, and Patania did good. I mean, he, he had a give and go, got the ball back, and and was able to score a goal. So he can still score goals despite his uh, slow of pace and and penchant for food. But um, yeah, and no, good good for Napoli to get another goal scorer in there. You know, Patania can contribute. We know he can. Uh, and in situations like this would be perfect for him where he can just, you know, get a cleanup goal and 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 get some nice points for Napoli. So a tough one for them, tougher than expected, I'm sure, uh, to to be 2-1 only to, to Benevento, but uh, they found a way. Um,
0: and then the notes, I, I have one big note I had on this, I think it's got to be doing Napoli fans a ton of good to see the form that Matteo Politano is in too. I and mean, he came on as a Two substitute in this one.
1: Game. Two assists yeah, in this one. Came on as a
0: substitute in this game. 58th minute
1: and then instantly within a few minutes got two assists. Yep. I mean, good stuff.
0: Yeah. Com- com- you know, the, the combination of goals and assists that he's amassed so far, you know, this season has got to be a very, very encouraging sign. You know, when you – I mean, it was obvious when Lorenzo Insigne came back. Uh, Chucky was going back over to the right and Politano was going back to the bench. But yeah. that doesn't deter him. He goes in and he, you know, he proves that he has, a, he has a place in this team, you know, with the way that he's played. So I like how that is interchanged. Uh, and I like that dynamic of, of Patania and Alciman together up front. As you said, Alciman has got a lot of range. I mean, I think as we go more and more in the week, I think we're more and more into the weeks here, we're getting closer and closer to anointing Alciman to being at that level of Zapata and, and, and Lukaku with what he does for Napoli. Um, so um, so you know, where he's, he's, he's providing the range, he's pulling defenders apart, and Patania can just sit in the box you know, and wait for service to come in, um, you know, it's a useful, it's a useful way to do it. So, um, so I'm, uh, you, you know, I like the versatility also that Catuso's showing, um, you know, there's, there's purpose to his substitutions. And one of the criticisms that Milan fans would have uh, of Gattuso is when he subbed. You didn't understand what he was doing. We'd, nobody understood what the tactics were changing to or anything like that. Yeah. Um. But it feels like there's more purpose to what he's doing when he makes these decisions, and he's he's got the Napoli team playing really well.
1: Oh, uh, he absolutely does. Uh. And so we'll see what happens with the appeal that they're going with for, from that Juventus match. But I mean, this team is playing well. Uh, they had that one hiccup last week, but during mm. Champions League. But um, overall, they're they're playing really well this season in Serie A and. Uh, you know, as the games get bigger for them, I'm curious to see how they respond to those kind of games. So sure. Um, absolutely. Uh, next game is uh, Parma host in Spezia uh, battle of the possible two teams are loser managers. Who knows? Uh, the, the scoring started early. Uh, Julian Chabot scored in the 28th minute, made it one nothing Spezia. Uh, and just a couple minutes after that, Kevin Agudello gets a goal, makes it in the 31st minute, makes it two nothing Spezia. And it looks like Leverani might be losing his job uh, right there on the spot. Uh, but just three minutes later, Ricardo Gagliolo scores a goal, makes it 2-1 to pull one, pull one back. Um, it was tense moments there for a while. Uh didn't look like Parma were going to get that goal, but they finally get a penalty in the 92nd minute. Yuri uh, Kuchka steps scores a goal. But first, was that a penalty for you uh, on um, the big man Cornelius? It was close. Um, Yes. It's, it's certainly more clear-cut than anything we saw in the Milan game, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a penalty. Um, yeah, barely. All, yeah, reckless from the defender. I think in a situation like that, just to be swinging your leg free willy-nilly, and uh, you know you touch a, a, an attacker, they're going to go down in the box more than not. So
0: yeah, I, I barely there. Um, you know, I mean, it was clumsy. Um, I can't remember the the defender. Was it was it uh, some? That's the one who got, he got booked. I believe it
1: was. Um, I believe so, it was. I can't remember
0: whether it was him or you know or, or, or who it was. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know Parma's really struggling um, and they're conceding goals. I mean they're they're playing they're 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 playing loose. You know, where Liverani, like we said, had him playing like this.
1: You there, Frank? You froze,
0: and subsequently costing him points. We lost. We we were lost there for a second.
1: Yeah, I thought you were just pausing for dramatic effect.
0: No, no, wasn't pausing <laughs> for dramatic effect. So, you know, still, I mean, these issues aren't going to go away themselves. You know, Parma's ownership is might. You know, might get to a point where they're going to long for getting Diversa back. Um, yeah, I think so. You know, it's uh, it, you know, it's one of those things. I don't think the Spezia manager is in the kind of trouble that Livrani is in. Uh,
1: no, Itali- far less Itali- expectations of him than than of Parma. You know,
0: Ippoliano. It- I mean, and at the moment he's got Spezia in 14th. Um, you know, certainly doing a little bit better than we anticipated. Whether that can sustain itself is going to be another question. Um, uh, but we'll see. Uh, you know, five games in again. We're we're still early days. We're getting some kind of idea of what these teams are going to be about, but. You know, let's uh, let's get a few more games and let's get a bigger sample size and see what we've got.
1: Pretty even matchup too. You look at all the statistics, and it pretty much is even uh, throughout mm-hmm. the score. So, I mean, ultimately, it could have been a fair score, but I mean, uh, they certainly made things difficult for themselves. Did Parma uh, with the way they couldn't find the back of the net until the very late stages of the game. Speaking of putting stuff in the back of the net, a game that had no trouble with that was uh, Fiorentina hosting <laughs> Udinese. Uh, this game had. Uh, Two braces in it. We had started off the score in Gastia- uh, Gaetano Castrovili, excuse me, in the 11th minute, assisted by Baragi uh, Makes it one nothing for Fiorentina. Uh, moment, uh, about 10 minutes later or so, uh, Nikola Milinkovic gets a goal in the 21st minute, assisted by Castrovili, uh, 2-0 at that point. Uh, just before halftime, Stefano Okaka gets a goal in the 43rd, makes it 2-1 to going into halftime. Coming out of the break, Castrovili does it again, assisted by Baraghi once more. Uh, they go up 3-1. Uh, and looks like they're gonna have an easy victory, but hold on, Udinese, keep fighting back. Uh, the big man Okaka gets another goal in the 86th minute, pulls it back to 3 2. Unfortunately for them, they could not get another goal in there. Uh, Fiorentina win the shootout 3 2. Uh, Iacchini gets a, uh, a much needed win for, for Fiorentina. Uh, they've been having some uh, very poor results as of late, but uh, this th- in this game, Caservili was the man in action. Really, Baragi had a good game as well, two assists in this one. Uh, really big for them and the and their victory.
0: I think that ever since um chiesa left um yeah. yeah it's it's flowed better for Fiorentina. Now it's you know it's not totally showing up in the results yet. I mean but they they've come away they drew they drew Spezia they beat Udinese. you know they're they're getting in the middle of some entertaining games um yeah. because you know they're playing a system and um, you know, what, how, how does Chiesa fit? You know, he's you know, using him as a wing back. They're trying to push him up. They're, they're going all over the place. Here it's, you know, a little bit more clear cut. The roles are a little bit more defined and it opens it up for, for, uh, different players to contribute. In this case, Castrovili, who we think we have a lot of expectations for this season. He's been highly regarded here for a while now. Um, you know, uh, you know, they mentioned Calijon in the role here for, uh, uh, you know, so odd to see Calejone in a different Jersey than Napoli. I agree with you there, Ken. I, it's, it's odd to see Jack in a, in a Fiorentina Jersey too. So, yeah, yeah. you know, still getting used to that. So, um, but I think that the roles are a little bit better. There's not a lot of confusion. There's not a lot of over-dependence on a player like Chiesa is a can just, you know, go nuts on the left side and cross everything in sight. Uh, Polirola has a, you know, certainly from a fit standpoint is 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 much more of a right wing back. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like you got Castoville, you got Callijon, who, you know, still has something left in the tank. Vlaovic is the one guy that I'm a little frustrated with. Uh yeah. because
1: I expected a lot of him.
0: With what's around him, he should be more prolific. Yeah. You know, and you wonder maybe this Fiorentina team could be even better with a more prolific striker. Yeah. So uh, I thought Larola was exp- was excellent, especially in the first half. Yeah, I mean he fits uh, he fits in this three five two, and in that right wing back system. They tried jamming Chiesa into that, and I think Juve's even tried to jam Chiesa into a, into a wing back role once or twice. Yep, and it hasn't looked good. It's not what he does. Um, no, it
1: isn't. It isn't. Another guy who was doing who did well in this game I thought was uh, uh, Mister Mister goalkeeper for Fiorentina. Uh, yeah. he, Drago Drgawski did real, some amazing saves in this game. I mean, Udinese did try to bring it uh, force four big saves from uh, from Dragowski, uh in this game and that uh, he has an epic beard, by the way. I love mm-hmm. him, the beard that he's got, but he had some point black saves. I mean, whew, you gotta give him credit for those saves in there. and uh, probably is a big reason, another big reason why they won because the timely yeah. saves they weren't just big, they're timely saves. so that that coupled with you know, Kastrovilian and Biragi having good games. Um, they held off the charge by you know ok- Okaga and the team. So uh, good for them. They ne- It's much needed to win, like like we said, because uh, they had been struggling uh, before that.
0: Udinese is got to be kicking themselves, wondering how they don't come out of this with at least a point. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Um, they with, really the chances th- with the chances they created. And they're playing better. They're starting to score goals. I mean, that was an issue for the first three games. They couldn't score. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got Lasagna and Okaga up front. They kept DePaul. That's a huge, huge deal for them. 100%. Roberto Pereira will help him. But what I like, I like these wingbacks. And we talked about Uijan last week. Um, and he didn't have much of an influence in this game. But Nahuel Molina on the right did. Um, you know, putting a lot of pressure with some of the crosses that he did and with some of the things that he created. He, he created a couple of chances on his own, seven crosses. Um, you know, and also does a little bit of extra work defensively. So this is an interesting mix of guys here that Udinese has. And their game that they play uh is going to be very frustrating for opponents to cope with our team in particular we can't deal with teams that cross and get into box positions right now yeah. that's a yeah. big big that's a big big issue we'll get to that here shortly
1: oh yeah, yeah no, we, we definitely will <laughs> uh but yeah uh fiorentina found a way to win uh three two uh next game on the docket is uh juventus hosting hellas verona's hellas verona i keep on say verona's i don't know why um this game was an uh, interesting game uh, very. I always thought this game was going to be a more defensive game. Uh, Andrea Pirlo's men have struggled from the onset to really establish themselves offensively, uh, and it showed with many draws to start the season. Uh, this would be another one. Uh, goal scoring started in the 60th minute. Andrea Favili, I believe a former Juventus product, he may still be a Juventus product. Scores in the 60th minute. A really nice play to set that up, uh, and they held the lead uh, for almost 20 minutes until uh, Dejan Kuliszewski, pretty much one man, one man show. Uh, gets the goal, makes it 1-1. Uh, the game ends 1-1, a, a dr- another draw for Andrea Pirlo's men. Um, a very lackluster performance. I mean, you look at the possession they had. They had 60% possession as opposed to Hellas's 40. Um, saves, more saves are obviously forced on on Verone because Ju- Juventus making shots. Debala had some great opportunities, and some of the other guys as well. 21 shots for Juventus, but still, you know, with all the possession they have and all the, and all the shots. Then none of them have been really real quality, and and the goalkeeper didn't have to make any super big saves. And again, it's a it's a lackluster performance, a one one draw. Uh, I'm wondering if all these draws are going to come back to kick him and kick him later on in the season. You know, they're still in the mix. They're what they're what nine points right now, I think, or something like that. Uh, so they're still very much in it. But at, at some point, losing these, these you know two points every game is going to come back to haunt you. Um, are you worried at all about how they've started this season? Not not to the level that we we, we expect them with the with the star-studded lineup that they have.
0: No, uh, and the reason for this is because we've seen this before with them. Um, seeing Hive struggle fills me with a men's struggle. Yeah, I mean this is a good time we get to kick them when we're, when they're down. But the other the flip side to this is. How many times throughout this run of consecutive Scudetti have we seen them struggle like this coming out of the blocks? But then Double. they get it figured out and they come together. And it usually comes when there is some sort of big change um, that adversely affects them. You know, yeah. like the year that that Pjanic and Iguain came to town, the, the Scudetto was over the second those guys were signed. Yeah. You know, and they dominated from the start um the year of the napoli scudetto pact i can't remember exactly what it was that that shook up their team a little bit but um you know they started from behind napoli got off to a great start and they rallied to to come back saudi taking over last year um adaptation period inter yeah. jump out in front Juve they finally get it together come back win the title actually Tried every tried as hard as they could to give the title away, but nobody was taking it. <laughs> nobody wanted it. <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted it. So, I've seen the pattern, um, and I've got no reason to believe otherwise. I think that this is a a Juve side that I think they're going to come good at some point, and it's not because they don't have Ronaldo. Um, no, no,
1: they're playing like pa- this with him.
0: Paulo Dybala fills the mold. Just how hard did Paulo Dybala try to score? Um, okay. he had nine total shots in this game himself. Um, you know, I, I like the role that Juan Cuadrado is in. I think Mary Demarel is gonna get better and better. I like him. I do too. Um, you know, and I think that these midfielders are better. They gotta get McKenny back too. Um, you know, morata for me, I think screws this up. I don't think you start him. I think he's an you know, I would have, you know, and we said this all along at the beginning of the season. They started with Kulishevsky and Ronaldo up front, and they looked dominant when they beat Sampdoria 3-0, and that win is looking better and better right now. It is. It is. Um, you know, now they're trying to jam arata into this, and they look a little bit more predictable when they've got the ball, and they look a little bit more predictable going forward, and he is a reference point in the target where you had two guys pulling them, pulling defenses in all different directions. I'd rather see that. Yeah. In, in this particular three-five-two, 2 is a guy that you bring on late in the game when it's when it's level, or you're behind a goal and you want a guy that can can get in the box. I just would perf- personally prefer that. Now I don't know where Juventus stand on this.
1: All UV podcast was on the chat. I don't know if they're still in because I'd love to hear their point of view to see what the, how they think the team lines up. But yeah, it's uh, I agree with you. I think you know having Koleshevsky and Ronaldo up there uh, fit really well into the system, and I think having Murata up there kind of th- throws everything out of balance and. It's almost like they're trying too hard to give him the ball, even though it may not be the case. Uh, but when you have Kuleshovski and Ronaldo, like you said, you got two guys who can throw the defenses off. They like to move around. Uh, they're both good, uh, both foot, both both feet. So uh, it, it makes the defenses think a lot more as opposed to a guy just like Morata, where they can just focus on him. You know, worry about him, and then everything else is they can block it off. So, yeah, it's uh, hopefully. I mean, there's more tinkering that that Pirlo will have to do to make this work. Um, and maybe what the first piece that they need to do is. You know, bring Maratta off the bench as a, and leave him on the bench and bring him on late in the games and, and, you know, start Kulishevsky and Ronaldo up top or two other guys up top because it seemed that was working before. Backline isn't good enough for a 3 5 2.
0: There's some truth to that because right now, I mean, they're. Oh, no delict. Remember that. He well, yeah, there's no delict. Look. You got to get him back. You know, Keely and he got hurt again. Um, Danilo is a left, is a right back. He's not on the he's not a left side of a back three. You know, so jamming him in there, it, you know, causes it's causes some issues. And I think that that's where ca- things kind of get disrupted, you know, and you're asking Bernadeschi now to be a wing back, which I know Pirlo has experimented with a lot. And let's not forget about Pirlo is is learning on the fly. And we have seen managers in his position, no major job somewhere else. And yeah. it it's choppy waters to start with. But then once he gets it figured out and once he gets the system in place and the players and once he figures out the fit, it takes off. I go all the way back to when Leonardo first managed Milan. You know, and we all thought what a joke that was that he was taking over. Um, and then he started with Ronaldinho as a trequartista, And then he realized the light bulb went off. And then he realized that his best chance to win is playing 4-3-3, you know, with Ronaldinho on the left. Um, and Bordiello as his striker. And all of a sudden, I think at from there to the end of the season, I think Milan had more points than anybody. You know, Inter went on and won the title. And Milan finished second. But... Milan had more points than anybody uh, from that point forward. Uh, so, you know, those are the those are some of the – you know, that's an example. There's been others. Um, <clears throat> once Napoli bought into Gattuso, you know how good they were playing. Once this Milan that bought into Pioli, yep. uh, you know how good they were playing and the points they were accumulating. So, you know, once Piola gets it figured out and can get set on it um, – you, they still have a chance to take off here uh and they have the talent to do it so i'm I'm not I'm not writing them off I'm not saying they're in big trouble um I'm not not agreeing with anybody and I chat I love all of you guys but I don't yeah I don't have anything to point to that tells me that they should be in trouble every time they've gotten themselves in this situation they've gotten out of it and I don't know why this isn't any different
1: yeah it's like the, it's like the, you say with any other leagues that has that you know the the champions that oh that was the same champions right you know so it's Juve it's you got Bayern in Germany you got PSG in France it's like until they prove you wrong you really can't go against them because what have they what have they done to deserve that right they they they've proven that they can win so you know prove us wrong before you you doubt them so um, before we move on uh, Hellas. What do you make of their, of their game plan in this one? I mean, they're obviously trying to soak up the pressure, only five shots in this game. Um, obviously, their, their game plan was to soak up as much pressure as they could, hit them on the counter. It obviously got the early goal with Favili. Um, is this what we're going to expect of them, you know, against the bigger teams this year? I mean, obviously, they have they, they have a pretty good defense. They had last year one of the best defenses in the league, you know, statistically. Is this what we're going to see from them all season long? I don't think they have a choice. Yeah, I, I mean, because
0: I just I don't think they have the, I don't think they have the horses to try to go and 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 try to match with yep. the elite teams over a ninety minute period, you know, it, you know, and play a. Do you don't more think Kalinic can do for
1: them? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I don't no. Um, <laughs> I he, does. he doesn't. I see, uh, I, I McCauley out there for for uh, Hellas Panone, He's another guy that that came over from Atalanta.
1: Antonin Barak, I think if he can get his act t- together, I mean, he could be a good find, good pick for them. Uh, and DiMarco yeah. as well. Uh, they got some pieces, you know, Lazovic that I've always liked. Uh, Tamizzi is another player as well. Faraone, but yeah, I, there's some pieces there, but I think they need more, more speed if they're going to play this counter game and, you know, suck up the pressure and go because um, being able to uh, outpace your opponent when you get that counter is so important. If And if you're not able to outpace them and they, you know, what's the point then? You're just basically. Making yourself more tired. And at that point, you just park the bus and launch it down the field. I mean,
0: yeah, I think when I, I think that Juric is smart because his best players are in the back. You know, I Lovato was huge. Yeah, he was, and and so was Chakrini. Chakrini had a nice game too. Um, You know, Sevastyi obviously with the saves, and and Emperor had some good games. You know, toward the second half of last season. You know, so th- that's a solid enough back three, and then you can counter through guys like Lazovic and Faraoni uh, yeah. on the wingback positions, So y- you've got that and the forwards can do just enough. I mean, Nikola Kalijic is a bad idea. I mm-hmm. don't know how the hell he still finds work. Um, but, you know, Cole, Zakanyi, some of these guys, I think that there's, you know, I, I think that they're going to have to play absorb and hit, um, you know, much of the season i think that they're going to be built that way i think yurich is going to have them built that way if they can be patient it's a system that's very successful it's not pleasing for us to watch um but it it has a chance to survive i think the players are there to carry out what yurich wants it's you know what it what it'll mean in terms of wins and losses and where they're at in the table i think they're a mid solid mid table team i don't yeah. think they're getting relegated anytime soon um so, but I think that that's what they're going to have to play to when you look at the, when you look at the talent that they have.
1: No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree totally about that. All right. Moving on to the game that could have been the game of the weekend it felt just short, I think, but uh, it was a entertaining game for neutrals. I would think uh, for the most part, a lot of goals, if you like goals, but uh, I mean, let's just get right into it. Uh, Milan hosting Roma and this one uh, goal scoring started early. Uh, Rafael Leal putting the pressure on the defense, uh, getting a nice cross in, and Zlatan with his seventy-foot uh, legs gets gets the ball in past uh, Mirante. One nothing early on in the game in the in the second minute. Uh, didn't take long for Roma to respond. Heading Dzeko in the fourteenth minute made it one-one. Uh, that's the scoreline we would go into halftime. Uh, coming out of the break again, Rafael Leal playing assist man uh, gets an assist to Alexis Salemacher's uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce it like Stevie does uh, over uh, Milan Club Weekly. uh
0: Jamaica.
1: Chelsea, Jamaica. And the 47th minute makes it 2-1 for Milan. Uh, and the fun one just gets started there. Uh, and the 71st minute, um, I don't know what jacomelli was what Giacomelli was thinking. Uh, decides to give a ghost penalty on a, on a play that Ben gets fouled. Uh, by pedro so they get somehow a penalty in this all this jordan ver two steps up scores a goal in the 71st make, minute makes it 2-2 um eight minutes later uh, you know he w- decides he wants to to make a bad call going the other way and uh milan get a, a ghost penalty as well uh ibra steps up scores a goal makes it 3-2 in the 79th minute and just when we thought the this game was going to end by that score line uh, Zlatan makes a uh, a rare mistake leading to an uh, leading to a goal that uh Mahersh Kambula gets in the back of net 3-3 in the 84th minute that's how it end but uh where do you want to start with this game obviously the refereeing is going to be the big talking point but uh, I thought this game had a lot of potential of being a, a the, ga- the goal of the game of the weekend and it turned to be a very poor poorly played game in my opinion by both teams not just Milan um, I thought Merante was man of the match for me just because he made some huge saves kept Roma in it to make it 3 3, but um overall I thought it was a poor poor performing game by both clubs and the referee was just pathetic.
0: Uh well Giacomelli is suspended for a month now. Yeah. And
1: uh but for the Juve Milan game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, and the VAR official that was involved in that game has also yeah. got a one month suspension. So yep. that's that's what that's what Lega Calcio thinks of their performance. If yeah. if you want to start there, but you know, putting that aside, um, First of all, you have a goalkeeper who has never played for Milan before yep. uh, in Tatu Sanu uh-huh. um, because uh, uh, Don Ruma has COVID-19. Um, and whenever you have a new goalkeeper that you're going up against that's not been with a team and has not had game exposure, you have to be a lot more careful in set piece situations. That's the one area where it's really, really critical. I mean, <clears throat> if I can be critical of Roma created nothing in this game. Look at their goals. Two yeah. corners and a ghost penalty.
1: Romagnoli played very poor, I thought.
0: Um, yeah, it was a disappointing game from Romagnoli. Um, Teo was poor again. He's He's been struggling of late. Um, yeah. You know, and, and Frank, I don't think, played. I mean, he played yeah. a lot better in the Derby. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, for, first of all, what do we say about the after the Inter derby? I said where are Milan are going where are Milan going to get killed. Any kind of crossing situation because they don't there's not a, a lot of attention being paid to where the runs are going. And and Jekko does a nice job getting into a blind spot um on the first goal. Uh Dr. positioning was poor as well. It's it's probably a ball he could have gotten to um on the second one it's a second ball situation it's a very poor you know i've seen people saying on twitter that ibrahimovic should have um uh he should have headed away i mean kung fu kicked it and then kumbula got kumbula's bright and gets the second ball unfortunately frank we bought him for his experience and he looked like a double a goalkeeper on the first goal you know when i saw the when i saw the romania games over these last couple months in the nations league and what have you he's been in goal for them and they haven't looked good um and that's a huge red flag for me so um i would have and i even said i went to twitter i said i would have i would have rather giego's brother playing in goal you know if you're going to play somebody cuz at least he's played with those guys in a big game against roma so this is where i'm going to be pretty critical of pioli and i know hindsight's 2020 but that's a game against a high profile opponent you got to put somebody in there that's at least been around these guys and has seen a game or two with these guys. And Antonio Donnarumma has. Tatra Sanu hasn't. Yeah. And, you know, what I think people overlook with the tying goal, a third goal for Roma, not only Ibrahimovic's kick, but did you see Tatra Sanu? He flinched.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He was scared. How are you a goalkeeper at this level? <laughs> and you're flinching on a driven corner kick coming in. Uh, I know. You know, it was, uh, it was just, it was, it was, it was a poor goalkeeping performance, but a lot of the things that are haunting Milan, when you watch them in the run of play in these games, they just happen to turn up in set pieces and corners, you know, the, the, the attacking players finding the blind spots of the defenders and getting into spots and the crosses are getting to them and then getting to the second balls in a lot of situations, you know, these are areas where Milan have been weak, even during this entire winning run. Yeah. Um. And and Roma took advantage of it. But other than that, there's really nothing that Roma should be praised for. They created nothing. Correct. Nothing.
1: And Milan, I see. I've seen both Milan fans and Roma fans both you know blasting their own teams, saying you know you played poorly. So there's nothing. I mean, Roma fans feel the same way as you know Milan fans are saying that we you know. created nothing. We didn't deserve a win. I mean, a draw is probably the best in this game because. Is fairly even game, both being poor in that regard. I think a lightning rod conversation that we've uh, that I saw on Twitter uh during and after the game was Zlatan mistake because you had one group saying, Well Zlatan? He's he shouldn't have done that. He should be blasted for that. He should be blamed for that." You get another group like Martino Pucci coming out and saying, "You know, you know, Zlatan can make a mistake. He, he has so many great plays. He's allowed to make a mistake every now and then." And I kind of side with Martino in that in that, in that respect because I do blame Zlatan, but he can get away with it because he he got two goals in his game as well. He creates a lot of opportunities. Without him, Milan are not as good, you know. So um, it's it's a little bit of both. But I, I I agree with kind of Martino the way he says it because um, he deserves to break every now and then, you know. He tried to, like like a Steve says he tries for a Cobra Kai clearance and it didn't really work out. But sometimes it does. Nine times out of ten, it does.
0: You almost want to forgive him at thirty nine years old to have that yeah. kind of flexibility to do that. It's, I can't do that, and we're about the I'm, same. We're about the yeah. same age. Oh, I don't have a prayer now at forty-five and with a blown-up knee. Um, tiramisu <laughs> We're just going to get a, get after all the Italian foods and aim after these uh, these players. So Tiramisu has Sparta game and Udinese to save his job. Well, Steve, I think that uh, Antonio Donnarumma is going to play in goal in those games. So, yeah. yeah. Um, or if, if purely smart, that that's who's that's who's going between the sticks for those. So you know, I. You, I thought Chalinola played well, um, you know, and I thought Pellegrini played well. I mean, as far as if you're looking for something good from outfield players in this game. Yeah. Um, Richard, there was no reason for him to clear the ball away. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, still at 39 years old to to, to to move his leg like that, to have his leg like that, it's just, yeah, it's it's sad. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't forgive him. It's a situation where even with his experience, he should know better. I don't know if he heads it or if he does something different. But, anyway um hakan was playing with half an ankle and he actually played really well um and i thought he was one of the best players on the pitch created five scoring chances had two shots on target had another one blocked was fouled a couple times um got seven crosses off some of those were in set piece situations but um H- H- hakan put his influence in this game uh even you know playing hurt so yeah so that was good to see like i said pellegrini was really good going back the other way um
1: I was expecting yeah. more of Spinozola in this game. Uh, you know, he did okay. Oh, but Sp-
0: I, I thought was poor.
1: Yeah, I he I, I he a lot poor. more from him. He's been he's been lights out to start the season. I thought he was gonna put cause a lot of damage going down the left wing, but yeah, it was it was not much really uh, going yeah. his way. So Mancini was decent. Mancini I thought played pretty well for the most part, but he it was his penalty, you know, his penalty uh that led to that uh to that goal. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's overall statistically it's pretty even you know, you know, possession was, you know, 50, 55, 45 or something, but the rest of the statistics are pretty even, you know, shots, yeah. shots on goal, all that stuff. So, I mean, a draw was probably what was deserved. I, I think if, yeah, most I, mean, people I think it would have been a draw at the end of the game. Yeah. The
0: draw, the draw is fine. Yeah. The draw is fine. Um, it's, you know, I think that there's some criticism that you can heap on Fonseca for, for his team. And then you can, you can heap some criticism on Pioli for, Playing a goalkeeper who has not played with these guys before in a game environment. Um, when he had a goalkeeper on the bench that has. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then uh, you know, uh
1: what do Steve's you mean about, about Castillejo and Kroonich coming on, you know, for <laughs> um Salemakers and uh, Leal. Kroonich is more so, expensive. Now see, see Salamakers
0: up until the goal, I didn't think he was very good. Yeah,
1: oh, it was actually very sloppy. Um nice finish though. Leal yeah. had a good game I thought for the most part. I thought uh, Leal played pretty well. Uh um, Yeah, two assists. I mean, that's, he started out the season
0: very well. Yeah. I thought he played pretty well. I think that there's some things where his technique still gets away from him a little bit uh in this game, but I thought he played alright. So, um but uh you know, he went back he went back for the he went for the shape. Uh went for Rodric Krunut tried to go to more of a 4-3-3 look. You know, and this time it backfires as you know, it just comes down to those set pieces. Um, I get the, the
1: Castillejo move because it's almost like a like for like, but the the Kroonich move kind of is what irks me. I would, uh I mean, I wouldn't have gone with that necessarily. I probably would have brought in uh, maybe Tonali or something like that, or I, I don't know. I just uh, you can even put in a Diaz, Brian, Brian Diaz, in that situation. But you know, uh, Kroonich, we see last game it worked out last game where he scored a goal, but in uh, this one it just it didn't it didn't fit right, I think, and they could have made some other substitutions um, to make it. Uh, Better defensively, I guess, and that's kind of what he was brought in to do. Kronich was, but it didn't really work out, I think, and um, obviously it ultimately led to the, the last goal. Not necessarily him, but right, All right. So,
0: oh darn, it was a draw. But the thing that concerns me is these these crossing situations. You know, yeah. Um, once again, it's a Milan supporter. This is the this is the area of their game that's really weak right now. Um, you know, they. Have conceded? They conceded. They've conceded four goals this season through five games. Three of them came against. Roma. Three in this game, yeah.
1: They yeah. Well so, uh,
0: in terms of goals against, Hellas Verona has the best defense in the league uh, through five games. They've only given up two. They've only scored five times, uh, but they've only given up two. Um, but now you get a New Denazy team on. And you get Sparta Prague on Thursday, which you'll see some rotation. But then you get a New Denazy team on on Sunday that's playing better, that's scoring goals, and. You got crossers that, you know, Oujan and Molina, who we talked about, um, you know, Oujan's coming from the left against Calabria. And Calabria has been pretty good against the opposing wingback on that side. But Oujan prov- provides a different dynamic because he's not a guy that, you know, Perisic is going to try to run with power, take an end line, cross it back in. Spinozola really had hardly got a sniff you know, of getting in line and, and, and being able to test Calabria or any of that other stuff. Um Oujan doesn't have to do that. He will be happy to get yeah. the ball just entering the final third and curling one in early, you know. So that is where Kiara and Romagnoli are going to have to do a good job of keeping Lasagna and Okaka in front of them. Um, Molina also will not have a problem doing that no. either. No, he won't. They'll pump balls in early. They won't. They don't need to combine or go 1v1 and take balls in line and cut balls back. They could They could be very happy just sitting out on their flank um, 40 yards away and pumping balls in. Uh, and that's something that Milan are going to have to be prepared for when they prepare that match.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. I agree 100% about that. So goals of the week, I got one. It's Chittiches. <laughs> I mean, well that was an impressive goal no doubt about it so uh, yeah i got my top five uh first of my honorable mentions uh, i'm gonna go with immobile from uh, from faras a uh, nice bicycle uh, assist to immobile for that goal uh another honorable mention roberto Insigne again a goal against napoli that was as uh, nice as see there and the last honorable mention for me is Juricic with his back heel flick to get the goal there and that's a swallow matchup but uh coming at number five for me is uh, old man fabio qualiarella uh, I like the way that, that play is set up and the way nice finish by him, short side, yeah. top corner. Uh, coming in number four for me is Luis Alberto. I thought it was just a good play overall. Nice shot by him to make it go in there. Uh, number three for me is the big man, Lukaku. Uh, the assist from Barello was just something pretty there, and then the move he made around the defender and then just launched in the back of the net. That comes in number three for me. Number two for me, a man you just mentioned, uh, Molina. Beautiful volley there in that game. Um, wonderful goal. It came in a losing effort, but I thought it was brilliantly struck. Uh, And then I have a tie for my number one. Uh, My number one, obviously, is going to be, agreeing with you, Chidichez. what a bomb from distance. I mean, top corner, beautiful strike. And I thought equally as as good was uh, Lorenzo Insigne's left-footed strike uh, that went in top corner with his weaker foot, no less. Uh, Wonderfully done. I thought both those goals were just brilliant, and I had to do a a co-winner because I I agree with you. Chirichez was just phenomenal, but uh, I liked Insigne's strike, no doubt. I think I could just gave up on trying to do a top five after I saw
0: the shit. Oh yeah, on for sure. Like, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to do this this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Done. I'm done.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Winners and losers. Uh, Sampdoria, three wins on the balance is my winner. Um, Getting a big win at Atalanta and a very impressive resume of wins here. Uh, Ranieri has got this thing turned around, got it in the right direction Um, now. So, uh, big, big win at Atalanta now getting into seventh loser for me. As I said, Bologna, I think right now through five games, they are the biggest underachievers in this league at the moment. Um, so uh, they need to figure something out with that attack. Uh, uh, eight goals is not enough for what they can provide going forward. And especially with the creativity that they have in their midfield, Sinisimo Halevich needs to be hard
1: at work on the training ground with these guys. And I imagine that he is. Uh, yeah, I, I agree about that. Uh, my losers of the week is going to be Atalanta losing to uh, Sampdoria 3-1. They've given up a lot of goals lately, look poor defensively, uh, given up goals left and right uh, again in this game. Didn't look that great uh, to a team. Maybe Sampdoria is going to become, at the end of the season, one of, the, one of the, the, the stories of the season. Who knows? But at present, that's a team we expect to do a lot more, and they've looked very average at best. Uh, so far, early in the season, so they're my losers of the weekend, and my winners of the weekend are the uh, fans in Napoli because pies all around. The Fat Man scored, and he's going to be feeding everybody. So uh, that's my uh, winner of the week is Mr. Petagna and the Napoli fans. You're just shocked that I picked it. No, no comment. It just silent again. Frozen screen. Got to love technology. It's okay, Frank. <laughs> That's a one-man show, folks. <laughs> Until we get Frank on, Gasparini dance, everyone. Like that, Stevie, absolutely. The Gino construction cones on defense. Yeah, Napoli, uh, they're, or Atalanta, I should say, defensively, have been a big struggle, uh, no doubt about that. Oh, and we lost Frankie Boy. What happened to Frank? Let's see if we can get him on here. All right, well, while we're waiting for Frank, uh, we're gonna. Oh, I'm going to go into the uh, Champions League here. Uh the two games that we had on uh today, uh first uh coming up um Inter, uh a team that we expect a lot from in the Champions League. Uh they they struggled in this one um against Shakhtar Donetsk going to Ukraine is never easy. We've said it many times. Um they they struggled mightily in this one. Uh only getting twelve, I mean they got twelve shots in this game, but I mean, couldn't get a goal, couldn't get a goal to save their lives. You have Frank and his internet problems, and I have Vinny. It is what it is, Steve. Maybe you should jump on here. We'll, we'll, we'll do this together. 0-0. Um, zero, zero. They lose two big points in that game, obviously. Uh, Inter do uh, not a great way. They're, they're currently third in their group. Um, and the other game that was that, that, that from the Serie A teams, Atalanta hosting Ajax. And Ajax actually got off to a 2 nothing start to the game. Uh, early goal by dus- uh, Dusan Tadic from a penalty spot. That makes it 1-0 in the 30th minute. Eight minutes later, uh, Trioria gets a goal, makes it 2-0. Uh, so going to the halftime, 2-0 lead for, uh, for At- Atalanta's down. Difficult, difficult way for Atalanta to, to start off the game. Not exactly what you would want, but they did find a way to come back. Uh, Duván Zapata in the 54th minute and his 60th minute to rescue a point for Atalanta. Uh, 2-2 as my eye is tearing up here on, on, on the call. Uh, I'm missing Frank so much. My eyes are tearing up. Uh, but two draws for the for the Serie A teams not the way we expected to start off after last week's uh great start to the to the campaign both teams coming up with the draw uh looking up we got Lazio on the road to against Club Bruges uh, that games at four o'clock Eastern three o'clock central time uh, again the Lazio should win but it's going to be a difficult game no doubt and then a difficult game for Juventus hosting Barcelona uh no Ronaldo on this one it's gonna be a difficult game uh, you expect uh, Messi to have a better game in this one, especially with their uh, their owner, the the president, uh, stepping down. Uh, you expect to have a better game by him. I'm crying. I can't help it, man. <laughs> oh, man. So got to love allergies. Got to love live podcasts here. So uh, let me try to send Steve a link here right towards the end of it. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that is – how our teams are doing in Champions League, going over to Europa League here. So this weekend we got AC Milan hosting Sparta Prague. That's gonna be a, an interesting game for Milan. Um see what they can do on in that game. And then as well, we also have um, Roma hosting uh, Siska Sofia. Uh, it's a game that they should be able to win in that game, but again, it's it's a, a team against a, a Eastern European team and it's never easy. I and mean, obviously not Napoli uh, on the road against Sociedad. That's going to be a difficult game. <laughs> Frank's in the chat, but he's not in the video. What's going on, man? Come on, buddy. You're killing me. You're killing me. Uh, Napoli should should win a game against Sociedad, but Sociedad, don't underestimate them. Spanish teams are always difficult in these competitions. Uh, we'll see what kind of rotation Napoli have. They, they They didn't do too well last week. We expect them to bounce back much better in this one, but... <laughs> Frank's chatting on his phone, not in the podcast. It's okay. Maybe I just kicked him off because I want this all to myself. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's our European teams or our Italian teams in Europe. Let us know what you think about that. Frank, as he continues to chat on the phone here, we're going to go to Who Won Calcio Twitter. Let's bring up the let's share the screen here so everyone can see. All right. Coming in at first, uh, let's make this full screen so everybody can see this. All right, first up is uh, our man, uh, Mr. Art Morelli, with the uh, Sandro Tonali at Milan. Uh, dancing, singing, boom, breaks his wrist. Uh, <laughs> very funny. The kid looks exactly like Sandro Tonali. That's our first one that comes up here. Uh, go on to who else? The next one up here, we got, uh, let's see. Giovanni says, okay, this one's coming from... um From Nando, so get Italian Football News puts out the lineup for Atalanta. He says, Atalanta going all out against a team that sounds like a Wi-Fi password (laughs) with Michelin. Yeah, that's a a hard one to say. No doubt about that. Uh, Next one coming in from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, They're getting involved in this now. Uh, Red Sky over the San Siro this morning. Probably not the color our hosts were hoping for uh, in their matchup against Inter. Throwing a little shade towards Inter Milan. Got to love that. Uh, coming in at uh, the next one coming in is from Conte Biz at the DD Away. He says, I hope Marussia contra Blaba, uh and Milan were Conte's Liverpool and Arsenal. Doubt it. <laughs> uh, nicely done there. Uh, coming in from our friend Chris. He says, uh, Christian, Christian Ronaldo puts out a picture of his Thursday-style shaved head Uh, And Chris says, good thinking to get that prison buzz cut done early. Uh, Yes, uh, with the rape allegations still looming, Cristiano Ronaldo with that nice haircut there. We'll continue on here with the uh, who won Calcio Twitter. All right, next one here. uh, Football tweets. uh, They tweet out the Adidas uh, Pharrell jerseys that came out, especially the Juventus one. And uh, Mr. Stevie says, uh, Gianfranco or Angelina, his kids, uh, could have drawn and colored the Juve one a lot better than that. That's uh that's how here's a here's a jersey for Juventus. a uh, very very odd. I don't know. I don't know any Juventini that like that that jersey, honestly, but we'll see. Maybe maybe they could tell us wrong. But that's a that's a funny one by Stevie. Let's see, Frank, Frank still can't get on. Oh poor Frank. Get Frank his CvP on. <laughs> uh next one is from our buddy George. George says, uh, Mr. Mr. Caldery Man, he says, okay. We won a game yesterday. If we win today, it's called two in a row. And if we win again tomorrow, it's called a winning streak. And with his video for Major League. Very well done, Jordan. (laughs) Great movie, by the way. Great movie. All right. Next one up by Tony Malassi. He says, uh, Juve's only decent game this season was against Napoli. All right. Next one up is by Nino. Nino had a good one last week. Let's see what he gets this week. This week, he says... Piero Giacomelli had a shocker tonight with all those phantom penalty kicks and calls. It looked like a classic Juventus versus Juventus game. Ha ah, ha ha. Very good. Very funny. Tweet in the, tweet in the chat which ones you like so far. Uh, next one. This is uh, the one for me. Uh, Nino tw- Nino twitch- uh, tweeted this out. Excuse me. It's a referee giving a candy bar, a lollipop to, uh, to Roma. And then, okay, I'll give one to Milan as well What those. Poor poor penalty decisions in those games, and then that is the last one. Uh, which ones are the ones for you? Now, uh, let us know in the tweet in the chat, I should say, which ones are your favorite ones. There, um, I'm you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna where Frank says, I can't get Frank's word right here because he can't seem to find him right now. He's out in La La land I don't know where he is. He's in the chat group mixing it up with Steve. Uh, but for me, if I were to pick, and since I'm the only one on here, I guess I can. Um, I'm going to go with the the one by Nino, ASR Curva, Curva sud 1927, with the picture of Giacomelli giving Roma the phantom lollipop and then giving Milan one as two, making everyone happy. Uh, very nice. Very nice. The Juve versus Juve is amazing as well. I, I like that as well. Adriano likes Tony Malassi as well. That's a good one too. The, the one with the rough graphics is great. Yep uh that co-winners maybe say co-winners in this one as frank tries to jump on here a lot of funny ones i'm gonna go with uh with both of them definitely the UV versus UV with uh with the call and then also with the picture so those are my co-winners in this one uh, as we stall here to get frankie on here at the end um yeah go ahead and uh let's see uh let's get the boards for this week's who won couch up here uh, coming up because uh, you guys uh, have, some, have done some really fantastic ones. We got some, uh, uh, I'm sure tons are going to come out tomorrow. Then a Juventus and uh, Juventus Barcelona matchup, no doubt about that. So Frank, check your emails. Steve, check your emails. See if you can get on here real quick as I, as I saw this bad boy. Oh, man. Gotta love this. Gotta love Calcho. Looking ahead. <laughs> hey, look at this. Uh oh. Look at this guy. Hey-o. Hey, oh. No, no shade. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie's on the
2: call. No T-shirt. What's up, buddy? Hey, not too much. Nothing much. See, I have to help out
1: Frank. I have to help you guys out when you're in trouble. I'm here. You I'm have? on the chat, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Awesome. Well, Stevie, we uh, you know, looking real quick. The next weekend, some of the big matchups next weekend. Uh, we got Lazio, Torino. Napoli Sassuolo for me is going to be a big game. Two teams there who can score a lot of goals. You didn't
2: want to talk to me for a while, so I'm going to sit down for this one.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I'm trying to stall to get Frank on here. So, what do you think about that matchup, Napoli Sassuolo next weekend?
2: I think it's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining. Uh, we see Napoli giving up a lot of goals too, and uh, Sassuolo giving up a lot of goals, and they can both score, right? So, uh, um, you know. God damn it.
1: Hey, Frankie's on the call finally.
0: You <laughs> gotta be fucking kidding me of all nights.
1: <laughs> Look, we got I've been on replaced
0: now. I've been replaced by a topless Stevie Polillo. Is this what is this what we've come to?
1: <laughs> this is what we come to. Hey, you needed a reliever. I'm here. You leave me, and I have to bring in the money maker. All right? I didn't leave you. I got zapped out. I'm trying
0: to get into a new screen to to show the to, to preview the Champions League, and all of a sudden the damn thing froze.
1: You got to pay your bills, Frank. Okay, I
0: gotta pay my bills. I gotta bring
1: in the closer, like Stevie here. And- I don't
0: even pay the bills. My wife pays the bills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, me too.
0: <laughs> I got married. I got married June 14th, 2008. June 15th, I gave her the checkbook.
1: There you I go. Said, "Here,
0: I'll just make sure there's money in it." So,
1: uh, topless podcast you gotta love this uh, we, were, we were just talking about Sassuola and Napoli and how uh, Mr. Topless Steve thinks that it's going to be a high scoring game a good game what do you think Frank
0: uh, yeah it's going to be a high scoring game I mean it's the first of all you get Sassuola playing um okay, and, Frank. well I got I got. I'm trying to collect myself here this is this has been a miserable experience for me um yeah Napoli uh, it's at the San Paolo um it's I it's going to be like, a, I am going to go 4 two to Napoli. Um, Oh my, I, I think that this is going to be one of those that Sassuolo won't be able to dig themselves out of. They're going to get in trouble early. And I think that Napoli are going to take full advantage. So Steve, what you got?
2: I think, uh, I think we're going to see a two, two draw.
1: You know, I, I like that. I like that. It's, I think it's gonna be a tough game. Um, I do like Napoli. I've been I've, I'm liking Napoli a lot lately. It's it's but you know Sassuolo going to get their goals. Um, I think I'm gonna split the difference between the two of you and say three two Napoli. I think it's gonna be an entertaining game, no doubt about it. Um, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> While well, we're both distracted, I think uh, by Mr. Stevie, we're we're happy he's here, but he's very distracted. And I missed <laughs> I, I missed the way. I missed
0: the who won Calcio Twitter. You you just I told you just take questions from the chat and. You did everything without me. And I got to go That's, look and see. I got to go look and pick a winner.
1: So, I, oh, yeah, you pick a winner because uh, I picked well, two. So, Steve, who's on the call now, he says uh, he liked the Juve versus Juve one, which is a hilarious one. And then I like the one with um, uh, the, the picture of the referee giving a lollipop to Roma and then giving one to Milan with the poor penalties. Both of those are good. They're both good. Um, Adriano says Chicho Caputo is going to score. Chicho Caputo, yeah. Okay.
0: Guaranteed, guaranteed. And water's also wet. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little agitated. Um, let's Uh, see here. I can't even get this I can't even get the damn search up. Nothing works for you.
2: (laughs) Come on. You know what? Frank, Frank, you know what? Tomorrow, give Vinny a call because he seems to have those internet problems too. This reminds Steven me, we have actually a special
0: back. edition, uh, as long as we got Stevie here on City on Sit Down, we got a special edition of uh, Memorable Moments of Paolo Maldini at left back, just for <laughs> Vinny No, <laughs> oh, no, right back, right, right back. back. Right back. right. can't get it right. My brain is shot now, this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I carry
1: you so much on the show, Frank. <laughs> yeah, you do.
0: Yeah, you do. I, you know, what am I going to, what am I, what would I do without, what would I do without you? You got all you put up the graphics and all the. And I was know, on the call the...
1: crying the whole time, you know, just cause I didn't have you and oh my goodness.
0: Sure. Sure. um Let me see. here. I'm going to just pull it up on my phone. Damn it. let um, t- t- talk about uh, other previews and I'll tell you what I got for who on culture Twitter.
1: Oh, what you get with the Milan game, uh, Stevie? It's a game that they, uh, I guess with the it's going to be a difficult one. Uh, you know, we talked about how they, Milan have struggled, you know, bringing in the uh, defending the crosses. Um, Okaka's a big guy that they can't. They obviously, had trouble with Lukaku, not that we're comparing them, but he's a big guy. Um, Roman Romagnoli has not played well as of late. I mean, how do you see this going? going? Is this going to be a, a tough draw for Milan, or or do you see them, you know, getting it straight and figuring it out?
2: Yeah, we had a tough, uh, we, we we talked about it yesterday too on uh, on Milan podcast, just saying. You know what? After the after the draw against Rome, we saw you know like someone like uh, Kier, uh, being really pissed off at, uh, at at tying that match, right? And and I thought it was like something really cool, uh, especially someone who's not been with us so long, take it so 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 bad that we yeah. dropped them two points. So for me, you know, guys, it's really uh, it's really how they bounce back on Thursday. Yes, there's going to be a bit of rotation, but. Uh, but the game on Sunday morning, six thirty for us here in uh, in, in East, uh, East coast, you know on the East Coast. But uh, I, I think they need to bounce back. I think they need to have a, one of those performances where you know we put the Roma game behind us. Uh, you know, I get the, the crossing ability of Houdiné and they have lasagna and Okaka in, the, in that box trying to get on headers. But if we want, if Milan wants to take it to the next level, that's when we show the grinta. That's when we show Uh it's not a flash in the pan, these results that we've been getting for the past uh, couple of months. And we take the three points at Udine and we move forward. A testa alta.
1: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. We got to take advantage also that, you know, Napoli could draw points to Sassuolo, you know, um, to those two teams could cancel each other out. They could extend their lead at the top, which is so important at this stage of the season, especially with Juventus struggling, Inter not quite having their shit together yet. Uh, so this is a, a great game, like you said, to make up for that Roma game, get rid of it, and prove that those games weren't flashing the pans uh, 100%. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Frank, how are we doing there, buddy? Uh, I'm going with uh, Tony Molasse's uh, tweet. Um,
0: At Tony Molasse, seven. uh, Hubei's only decent game this season was against Napoli. That's that was my pick. That was a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Beautiful, beautiful. That's my pick. So I think oh. we, so we, did we all have, did we all have different winners then? The three of We us? all did. We
1: got three winners. We got three winners.
0: Okay. Okay. I can go with that. So, yeah. so yeah. So um,
1: let's wrap this bad boy up then, huh?
0: I guess we'll put a bow on this edition of Seria Sit Down. The impromptu guest, uh, Stevie. Shameless plug.
2: Put yourself guys, over. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an avid listener of Seria Sit Down. You guys, you know, I'm I'm always hanging around in the chat and and trying to. Even on our Frank. calls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a pleasure to to step in and help Frank when he had some technical difficulties. And you know, for everybody listening out there, it's things that happen. Uh, we're not professionals. We're not with the million dollar equipment here uh so you know it's a I'm sorry that I was really shirtless. I was on the couch there, and I didn't think uh, <laughs> Richard was gonna send I me called the link he he called me. <laughs> and then when I saw the link, I jumped on, and my wife said, You're fucking crazy because hey." Uh, you have no shirt on so she's the one who brought me the the jacket and said please put this on you oh, but you know, love love the show guys i listen all the time you know uh, i follow calcio i love milan right you see in the in the little handle on the, on uh, on the streamyard uh, you know milan weekly podcast we talk milan we talk calcio uh, we love it, we, we swear, we drink we smoke, uh, we do everything on the show and uh, we don't care we're not professionals that we don't pretend to be and yeah, again, yeah. It's a pleasure to help you guys uh, whenever I can uh, I will promise that if I need to help you guys again, I will be <laughs> in some sort of closing
0: yeah, thank you for coming on in
2: relief, Stevie. I appreciate it uh, yeah, no problem, Frank. Man, you froze even angry. You froze <laughs> angry. Right? We have to screenshot that.
1: I know we do. That's gonna be the, the thumbnail there, right there. <laughs> love,
2: <laughs> it. <laughs> love it, love <laughs> it.
1: Oh my goodness, oh. Richard.
0: Anything you got to plug?
1: I'm gonna plug Stevie's podcast. You know, they, yeah, thanks for jumping on again, Uh and uh, as always, you can follow me at r underscore k h a r m a n on the on social media. <laughs> uh, you can find me.
0: Uh, I gotta get used to this damn
1: thing right there.
0: <laughs> At FTC underscore twenty one. Oh, okay, I am not. You're you're. You said it. You said it several months ago, Davy. I am not a man of the computers. <laughs> so, <laughs> phone calls only, it, Frank. It's in script. <laughs> so. Uh a, Sit Down. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud. You can also find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever there's podcasts, you can find SettiA Sit Down. The YouTube channel, as always, please drop a like on this video. Also subscribe to the channel so you can get notifications for whenever we drop a new video or whether we are recording live. Uh or maybe there's even uh is there notifications for when uh there's interruptions like what happened tonight? <laughs> sure. Why not? There should be. And it should just say let's, all point, Steve jump it should on. say, let's all point at Frank and laugh. <laughs> so, um, oh, uh, yeah, at city, I sit down on Twitter or Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, any comments, questions, ideas, topics that you want us to cover on future podcasts. We're all ears. Um, I'm at FTC underscore 21, as I mentioned. And uh, Stevie, again, thank you for coming on in relief chat. You brought you. it again thank you very much uh for your listenership and thank you for uh hanging in there with us um
2: this is one that i will not live down for a long long time so <laughs> you will not <laughs> yeah hey, you guys you know what i think i created a, a way for you guys to get everybody to get to the end of your podcast 100 guaranteed they're gonna get to see me topless there you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> topless tuesdays that's a new thing that's a good way i'm out all
0: right so uh with that uh Thank you all for uh, the listen, and uh, as always, make sure you tell your paisans about us. Ciao.